and welcome back to another episode of an Express Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host. Ken- oh, hold on, wait. What's the, what's the intro? Goomba Stomp. That's right. Uh, hey everyone, and <laughs> leave this all in. Leave it all in. Restart. Uh, hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of an Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of GoombaStomp.com. I'm your host Cameron Dax, and joining us we have games editor Mark Kalaroff. We're ready for Walking Simulator Two. It is it is time to expand the walking simulator. Also with us is indie games editor Campbell Gill. Nintendo was always telling us to go outside, but don't they realize we're gamers? We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's trying to get me to go outside, and and frankly, it's it's uh, it's getting a little obnoxious at this point. Pikmin Bloom announced and released, well, not announced today, but uh, uh, released today in uh, certain parts of the world, not in the U.S. Unfortunately, uh, it is the new. Uh, product from Niantic and Nintendo, kind of a Pokemon Go inspired Pikmin game. Uh, we just watched the trailer literally five minutes ago. I think it looks really beautiful and cute and fun. Obviously, it's hard to glean because this was just kind of more of like a launch teaser more than any kind of substantive uh, look at the game. But uh, even from that, I think we could glean a few things. What, what were you guys' first thoughts about this? It'll be fine. Kind of there it is. Better it's like a, yeah. The hot, the hot it, take. It looks it'll like be it'll fine. be a, it'll be a good addition for Pikmin, and it's Pikmin's twentieth anniversary when we're recording this today. Oh my so, god! Oh is it my actually? Goodness. Yeah, yeah. We could talk a little bit about twenty t- in Japan. Wow, that is hard to believe. We could talk a little bit about that too, because I remember being such a big deal, like the new Miyamoto game, Pikmin. Like it was like reading Nintendo Power at the time and seeing screenshots, like seeing four little screenshots, being like, what? is this game and trying to kind of glean information from that kind of stuff was just such a fun experience at the time um but this game looks good it looks like there's more stuff tied to like pedometer yeah, yeah it, it seemed like they were, they were measuring how many steps you take you hit a thousand steps so you get something or you know whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah it seems a little more passive than pokemon go for example like rather mm-hmm. than going and trying to catch pokemon or anything you're just walking around various places you have your pikmin following you you create little gardens and stuff it sounds Pretty relaxing and like a nice way to encourage people to get outside. So I'm all for it. It seems like a fun, fun little package for that reason. Yeah, it and doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're. That's true. Oh, Very cute. The the Pikmin have costumes. There was one that was wearing a little French macaron as a hat, and I thought that was mm. very cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks fun. I, it's again, it's kind of hard to hard to judge what it is based on this little thing. There was a couple things that I really appreciated though. I I thought the music was great. I love that the mm-hmm. entire thing was was mm-hmm. on beat. I thought that was very cool. Um, I liked. Uh, there was just a brief moment in the trailer where it's uh, I can't remember the, the the text that was on screen, but it was something like meet other people something like that and uh it was a guy and a girl walking past each other and they're both looking on their phones for their for their with their pikmin following them and then they kind of glance up at each other and give each other like the nod you know and any, <laughs> and I, was well, waiting, no, I was waiting for them to kiss at that point frankly I, it was a, a love story for the ages no but but it is anybody who's played pokemon go anybody who's played any of these kinds of games you know about the nod you know what i mean because like you see somebody with their phone out, they're walking around, you know, they're kind of taking it slow, they're looking around. It's like you kind of glance at each other from across the street. It's like, yep, that guy's playing Pokemon Go. You know, it's the, and I, I, uh, I wonder if this game will inspire similar similar feelings. Circumstances. Similar circumstances for sure. But yeah. it, you, you got to wonder, like, Pikmin is not nearly on the level of Pokemon. Like, not even a tiny bit, you know? Yeah, it's am not I, even am a I, fraction. Am, it's, right, like, I, I don't think I'm wrong. one of the underdogs, yeah. Yeah. We'll see so you how have to popular wonder, this gets. I was going to say, mean, you have to wonder how popular this gets. Like, I can't imagine they're going to be doing, like, big community events for the Pikmin Bloom game. Um, it seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah, but, like, wouldn't it be fantastic if this, out of all the games, all the ports that have come out for Pikmin over the years, this is the big break that really makes Pikmin such a major franchise for Nintendo. Good. Put it on the same it level as Pikmin Go. Such a great franchise. But what if that makes it makes it a mobile-first franchise at this point, though? Sure. No, they're never well, going to make it mobile-first, but it, it'll definitely, you know, like Pokemon Go, that, you know, re-inspired so many people to play exactly. Pokemon games. Same exactly, exactly. Hopefully, well, it, it'll be the same. It's scenario. kind of. I wonder if it'll be similar to the. You know, they call it the Switch effect. Like a game comes out on Switch, it is instantly the most successful the version seller. of that game, yeah. right? Like, well, like, you know, you, this is an easy, easy to talk about. Uh, Metroid Dread, like, just came out, mm-hmm. breaking a sales records weekly. It seems like. 
Um, so it wouldn't shock me if if some of that can be applied. Obviously, it's not the same thing as releasing like a you know Pikmin Four or whatever on Switch. Like obviously, that would be huge. But uh, you know, there's got to be a little bit of that kind of a trickle down thing where every you know everybody's got a phone. You know, so it wouldn't shock me if if this became kind of a phenomenon if if the game if you know if the game is actually good and fun. Truly, and speaking of Pikmin Four, it was great to see in the reveal trailer Miyamoto talking about the game and specifically Ugh. him wearing like a Pikmin shirt for the first time. <laughs> it was so weird to see Miyamoto publicly acknowledging Pikmin, talking about Pikmin. I was half waiting for him to say, "And trust us, guys, Pikmin Four is almost finished. It's almost there." <laughs> or better yet, I was also thinking, kind of pessimistically. And by the way, this is Pikmin Four. We just turned it into a, a mobile game at this point. But yeah. I wonder if, uh, huh? I wonder if there's some some truth to that statement, Campbell. Um, like, I, mean, I should you know, hope not, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't I, want to put it past him. Yeah, not not trying to be cynical, but just like, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if that is real. You know, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they restarted development on that game. I mean, we know it exists, but it's like, where is it? <laughs> yeah, like how many times? Did we hear about it? And now we haven't heard about it in like five, six years. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's Pikmin 4, Metroid Prime 4. I guess Nintendo just hates the number four. Valve hates three. Nintendo hates four. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, that's just that's the only thing that can be can be gleaned from this information. Uh, I can't believe it's the 20th anniversary of Pikmin. That's really hard for me to wrap my mind around. But it's good a great for game. them, I guess. It's No, listen, I, I didn't love pikmin one it kind of like i had not not i didn't have like a negative experience with the game i just uh it didn't click for me because i didn't really know what it was at the time mm-hmm. uh, yeah. i remember I, I i rented that game from blockbuster if you know what that that is and of course. Uh, <laughs> it was the place of my childhood <laughs> we're, not that, we're not that young <laughs> it was the only place just, you could play listen. video games in my town <laughs> <laughs> but I remember renting that game from Blockbuster and uh, just not really getting what it was. Like I didn't understand the concept of a of an RTS with a controller with really crazy aesthetics. Didn't didn't quite couldn't quite grasp it. And the time limit really, I, I just couldn't I couldn't get around the time limit uh, thing about it. I think if I tried it now, I'd probably have a, a way better time with it. Yes, uh, Pikmin three on switch there's pikmin 3 well you know i mean i can't just dive into pikmin 3 you gotta start from the beginning you know no <laughs> you can go right into pikmin 3 <laughs> i'm just i'm just messing with you of course you can we've talked we've talked extensively about pikmin 3 about about a about a year yeah. ago right yeah from the very yeah, beginning almost yeah wow love it i think we're like a so, week away from doing our first episode we should plan something special we should plan a, a special anniversary episode for the three of us i checked the other day it was like november 10th or thereabouts so we have like a few yeah, weeks to go. plan a big bonanza to celebrate we can do it i have <laughs> i have faith in us a big bonanza that's the only the only solution oh uh so yeah pikmin bloom i i'll try it out when it comes to to the u.s do, do did, i didn't notice in the trailer was there any uh definitive like here's when it's coming no it's just dropping today they said so it. It, it'll be out any minute <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be out by the time this is posted. Yeah, so by the time I'm yeah. checking, I'm just for fun, I'm going to check the App Store right now. Uh, so yeah, by the time you're hearing this, us talk about when this game will come out, it will come out. So that's kind of exciting. <laughs> you can all tell us how it is. Uh, Pikmin Bloom, looking on the App Store right now. Nope, nothing here. Although I do have an ad for Bloom Retirement, your online financial advisor. So maybe that's... The Are they trying maybe to tell you something, Cameron? I don't know. God, it's like crumbled <laughs> in the dust over here. Uh, all right, before I, <laughs> as I was gonna say, before I get any older, but that's already happening. Uh, we're gonna it's take a quick break. Happening. We're gonna take a quick break to talk about a game that Mark has been playing and enjoying, and then Campbell and I will fight to the death uh, to determine which of us gets to play it. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Mark's gonna come back and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. So stay tuned, and we shall be right back.
And we're back. Uh, so we were just having a long conversation off off mic about Guardians of the Galaxy, which Mark has been playing and reviewed for the site. Uh, Mark, why don't we just dive right in? Let's 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 talk about this. Well, before we dive in, because we got to say something important. Oh, I yes, did yes. not play the Nintendo Switch version of the game, which is a cloud-based mm. version. But I do want to say I have been looking at gameplay all morning, and it, it seems to run really well on Switch. So we're still going to talk about the game, but I played it on PS5, just thought I'd put it out there. But uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is Square Enix's newest Marvel game after they tremendously screwed up Avengers. Uh, last year, <laughs> I reviewed that one for the website. It was sure. my least favorite game of 2020. I was mm. so incredibly disappointed by it. I love the Marvel movies. I did not really grow up with the comics. There's a few comic books I have and that I've read, but I haven't really like more of a DC comic fan, but I love Marvel's movies sure. and TV shows and all that and animation even. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's definitely in like my top three MCU movies. Absolutely love that film. Sure. Uh, this game is exactly what you're looking for. If you love Guardians of the Galaxy, you will really like this game. It absolutely won me over. It had some technical issues, but looking at the day one patch and everything Eidos Montreal has just put into it. By the way, I got to play the game um, two weeks early, so it wasn't in like a fully complete state. There were still, you know, fixing up the edges and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's a full Guardians of the Galaxy experience. It's got, star, you play a Star-Lord, it's a third person shooter, but what you do is you're able to command the Guardians. So you have Groot, Rocket, um, Gamora and Drax, and you sort of just like click the left trigger and you're able to command them through battle with different moves that you can unlock. But then you also play like, through like a third person shooter with Peter Quill and he even has like four different uh, Guardian abilities to utilize. But uh, it's a very heavy story-based game. I believe it's 16 or 17 chapters in total. Oh, wow. It's probably about 15, 20 hours. I think I may have put a little bit more into it since I kind of went back to New Game Plus afterwards. <laughs> but um, basically, without spoilers, because I don't want to say a word about the story of this game, because it is so sincere and heartfelt and just, it's so well-written. It is honestly like one of the best comic book game stories there are. And so basically wow. it's about, um, it's sort of based off this one Marvel comic series called Annihilation, which came out in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And do you know what I'm talking about, Cameron? I, I do. So uh, uh, similarly, Mark, I was always more of a DC Comics guy. That said, mm -hmm. I am, I was, I'm big into Daredevil, so I have a ton of Daredevil comics lying okay. around. But uh, the Guardian stuff, the, the kind of the, the more... You know the the uh, the space stuff was never really my bag. I like Captain Marvel. I have a few Captain Marvel comics, but uh, but the Guardian mm. stuff kind of missed me, except for the movie. So similarly to you, uh, once once the the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie by James Gunn came out, I was all in. Like, what a fantastic movie! Mm, me too. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so to hear you say that this game kind of cribs a lot from that movie is very cool. That said, I do know that the Annihilation arc is supposed to be one of the best arcs in the Marvel comics history. So, or maybe not one of the best, mm -hmm. but like one of the most well-known at least. Um, mm -hmm. So but, in but that comic know, series. That's all I know about it, yeah. Yeah, in that comic series, it was about how this um, new threat um, came to, basically, because I don't want to say too much because it has to do with the video game. Basically, sure. a galactic war breaks out. And from that galactic war, um, Peter Quill was recruited by Noah, who's known as Richard Ryder in the comic book. But um, he recruits him for a mission to help him stop this massive threat that's called Annihilation. And then at the end of it, he forms the Guardians of the Galaxy with Drax and Gamora. And then afterwards, he recruits Rocket and Groot. But um, so this game sort of pulls a lot from that storyline because it takes place after that 12 year galactic war. And it's really interesting because the Guardians are like an established contracted team and Peter Quill, he's clearly like a hero of the galaxy, but he's more of a hero for hire and he's literally just scraping by with any work he could find. So it's interesting that they created a dynamic and chemistry for the Guardians that is so much like the film, but they're mm. so, it's not like a copycat, like the Avengers game. They have their own identity and they're all so, so just like driven on their own paths. And they have these, they're like their own characteristics that make them, sometimes they even rival like the movie counterparts and even the comic book. 
they're really That's... really well done and they take their own route so did you uh i know this is a nintendo podcast so i don't want to spend too much time on this but did you play the uh marvel Sp uh, insomniac spider-man for the playstation yes i love insomniac spider-man oh i haven't God. played the sequel though i haven't finished oh, you haven't miles, played, you haven't played miles yet miles is great <laughs> But uh, one of, I have one it on my desk. Haven't played it one yet. of the best. Uh, one of the best parts about that game and that kind of universe that they built was that it's a lot of strong Spider-Man themes, a lot of you know all familiar characters, similar mm -hmm. arcs, whatever. But they kind of put their own spin on it. So it sounds like this it's version the same of the Guardians. Scenario. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's really great to hear. Um, if you like the story of Insomniac Spider-Man, I actually thought. I think Guardians of the Galaxy might have a better story than Insomniac Spider-Man. Wow. I really love the relationship between Peter and Doc Ock in that game. But there's oh, yeah. something about the cast of this game. Not even just the Guardians. Even the side characters like Lady Hellbender and Cosmo the Soviet space dog. Like, everyone in this game is given such, like, tremendous treatment. Like, the people behind it clearly cared about these characters. There's a lot dumped into them that you just... After Square Enix's first Marvel project, I didn't expect it to be on this level. I was thinking, like, they're going to hit the beats of the movie, and that's basically going to be it. It's going to be more so video game than, you know, like, comic book adaptation. But this is, like, straight up a comic book adaptation. This feels like if you read the Annihilation comic books and you jumped right into this, it feels like a direct continuation. That is rad. So I, I guess my, my follow-up question to that would be, did you do that <laughs> or did you go, or did you, go I, um, or did you go in cold so i went in cold and then as i was playing the game i was slowly looking up the annihilation comics and i ended up reading awesome. quite a few of them and it really does like there are so many details pulled from that game they still like mix things up for their own originality and to put their own spin on it like star lord himself as a character he's like uh, on when he was back on Earth, the opening cutscene of the game explained this, so it's not a spoiler. There's a band called Star-Lord, that's how he gets his name, and he's, like, obsessed right. with them, and so is his mother. And it's, like, really awesome, because they actually mm. created, like, a 12, like, piece soundtrack that's just a band called Star-Lord, and it's actually good, which is, yeah. like, surprising to well, a, a few weeks back, uh, maybe, like, a month and a half ago, the, I think, I can't remember if it was the... The creative director of the game, or maybe the music director, he he did a little showcase of some of the some of the music, some of the uh, the direction <laughs> the music was going to take, and I thought it was that honestly helped sell me on the game because I, I remember seeing some. Yeah, it's on par. This... It's on par with yeah. James Gunn's films. There's that rules, else. you know, was, taking out the original soundtrack and even the orchestrated soundtrack is great too just like the movie but like even the the licensed hits like you have you know you have take on me you, from aha you have rick mm -hmm. atsley he's never gonna give you up you oh have, like, that all rules. these crazy wow. that's gonna set the inter internet yeah. on fire with that <laughs> wow the game well, rick rolls just you, so much yeah it <laughs> it does it, it could it could rick roll you I, I got Rick rolled during the opening because, um, so one of the cool features about the game is there's this thing called Huddle Up, which Star-Lord gives like a football like pep talk to his team before they all get back out there. And it's like, it literally like goes into like a cutscene and they all gather together and then the Guardians will like all say something and you sort of have to like pick the right dialogue option. If you pick the wrong one, only Peter Quill gets powered up. If you pick the right one, everyone gets powered up and they sort of go in sync to the music in a way. So um, one of the, it'll play like a random song or a song tied to that particular chapter. So like I got Rick rolled at the beginning of the game, just like coincidentally. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, that's really really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. I mean, okay, so you, we can't we can't talk too much about story stuff because apparently that's mm -hmm. one of the great strengths of this game. Mm -hmm. I will say this: there is one original character in this entire thing, and it's oh. already in the trailers. It's a it's a purple space llama. <laughs> His name is yes. Cammy. That's oh my god. Cammy Cammy does have some importance, so I won't say anything about it but, or her him. I I have no idea Them. what gender it actually is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, but it's it's adorable, and you can pet it. So you're saying <laughs> that this is a game where you can pet a purple space llama, and mm -hmm. then go into battle while listening to Never Gonna Give You Up. Yes. 
this sounds like the greatest <laughs> game ever made, honestly. Yeah, just by those also, two factors alone. Ju- Here's another thing about this game that I love. It really, the Guardians of the Galaxy are all about humor. They always have been. This game is great with humor. The humor is hysterical at times. Between Drax, you know, Star-Lord, Rocket, it's just so funny. It, it's literally, it feels like they took so much inspiration from the movie. But like I said, they're doing their own thing. And it just rules. And one, there's one thing I love about the story. I know it's gonna bother some people, but they obviously couldn't say the f word, so their world sure. is flarking. <laughs> so they, they always say flark. So literally, you'll have Rocket Raccoon being like, "Quill, you flarking idiot!" <laughs> it's flark. like, but it sounds, it sounds so much like it because of the yeah. way the voice actor does it. That's really it's just, funny. It's so great. The whole the whole production value of this game is just clearly it's so passionate and it loves Guardians of the Galaxy history and it's like all in on it. And there's cool stuff. There's like bio pages and stuff in the interface that you could just look at for fun and they'll tell you more about the characters. I think they actually say their first comic book appearances in the bios if I remember correctly. Oh, that's but it's cool. clearly just this whole game all around just loves Guardians of the Galaxy. But so here's the thing about it. It's not perfect and the the big thing holding it back is gameplay because the story is great the dialogue trees the options are just fantastic they change the story in unique ways to the point where you'll be like you'll get to new game plus the second you finish the story you're going to want to dive right into new game plus but the problem is that the game has a little bit of a progression issue so you have to unlock the guardian's abilities and there's four abilities per guardian but the thing is is that at the beginning of the game every enemy feels like a bullet sponge because there's just so there's so little you can work with but then by the time that you get to the end of the game, it's so much fun just blasting through enemies rapidly and you get through the battle so quickly. So like New Game Plus is the definitive way to play this game. Oh. Because it, it the feels, kind of- it's so cinematic and it clearly wants you to get through everything like fast. Like even some of the later battles, like if you're taking too long, the Guardians will start repeating their dialogue. Like this was clearly a game where they thought the player is going to become so advanced by the end that they're just flying through it. But like, it's just, it feels like a movie. It feels like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which is a good thing because it's a story-based game. So let me ask you, uh, is is this a game that has difficulty options? Yes, it does. It has plenty of difficulty options. is Is the new game plus tied to that? Do you know? Uh, I don't believe so. I think once so, you so start it's like, a save so you file, like, it chooses that difficulty, and that's like so you the could permanent like, you save could like, file of difficulty. So you could like crank through it on easy, and then like ratchet it up to hard or something for New Game Plus if you wanted to. Do you think? I don't think you can. I think Probably it's literally okay. tied to the type of save file. So it is tied to your save file. Okay, I'm just curious, uh, just because it sounds like wow, the New Game Plus is. That, mm. I love what you just said. It's the definitive way to play it because you have all your abilities and stuff, but. Uh, you know, it might be nice to to kind of just jump right to that. <laughs> but I guess you can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that would be fantastic. Be too easy. I literally, like, I know that this is a game that I'm going to go back to because I want to see the other dialogue options. Because it was just, just everything about the story. It's so hard not to talk about it, but everything about it is just so well done. The character chemistries and the dynamics and the way that their adventures and arcs go. It literally feels like a James Gunn film. Which is perfect, awesome. because that is like the modern consensus for Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you enjoy the movies, you're going to enjoy this game. If you enjoy the original comic books from the early 2000s, you're going to love this game, because you're going to feel like you're right, you know, you're taking right off from that comic book world. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win scenario for all Guardians of the Galaxy fans. And if you're just yeah. like a casual viewer, like I know a lot of people will be, you'll still enjoy it, because it's more Guardians of the Galaxy. That was going to be my question because that's exactly what I am. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy films, but I'm not really a huge diehard fan. But it sounds like there's still plenty to enjoy in this game, even if I'm not there you know, super yeah. tuned into the lore or anything. You'll, like you'll get new characters. You'll love the new characters because, let me tell you, there were some I didn't even know about. They're all awesome. Nice. The, it's just a well-written game. The combat is like, there's some aspects about the combat that bother me, like, you have like a punch and hit mechanic, but the thing is, is that they don't really utilize it all that much. It's just like a quick combat move if an enemy's close up to you. There's no upgrades to it or anything. It's a little weird, but there's so much focus on the gunplay and the commanding the other guardians that like almost doesn't matter. 
So it sounds like from what you were describing that the gameplay just gets really good at the end when you actually have all those abilities and skills. It does at disposal. because okay. yeah, because it's literally so, it gets so strategic. Like you mm. need to know all your guardians' abilities and when to use them on what, and it's just it feels all so well. It's literally like like the music itself. It's a rhythmic flow, and the better you get at it the more you you know you come to understand it and the the more fine-tuned you become so like at the beginning of the game battles may take you a few minutes by the end you can complete the final boss in less than two minutes two minutes yeah that's wild you can you could fly through battles if you know what you're doing sure it's great because it you know some battles like there are a lot of battles in this game and it sometimes you just want to see more of the story but you can just fly through stuff towards the end of the game yeah well that's that's i love that (laughs) like it sounds like there's a real feeling of progression uh as you get better and as the game goes on longer and longer that's that's uh yeah that's but the only thing is that progression drags down the beginning that's the only yeah which is a a tough a tough sell Mm. so Um, like i said new game plus definitive way to play this game you'll still have a amazing time on your first playthrough i absolutely love this game i had such you know we talked about this when uh e3 happened i didn't really have high expectations of the game after marvel's avengers because i I think i know it's a different developer but no no no. let's let's talk about that let's talk about that because i think everybody's reaction to this game was kind of like really you know like i don't think i'm Mm -hmm. alone in, in saying that like yeah, wow, how exciting. This new Guardians game. Oh, it's going to be cloud service only on Switch? That's kind of strange. Oh, it doesn't look amazing. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody's reaction to this game was kind of muted. But now that it's out and receiving great reviews, I mean, your, your review is glowing, uh, Mark, on, on, on our website. It is. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's, it's deserved uh, to be. I had, you know, yeah. like, during our E3 discussion, we literally just brushed it off. We were like, eh, we're not going to talk about it. And we mm-hmm. literally said that during the podcast episode. But like yeah. looking back on <laughs> we it, we did. Like, I remember. <laughs> yep. Like this game, this game ended up being it might honestly be in like my top three games of the year so far. It is such a wow. welcoming surprise. Well, there you go. Glad to hear it. I I'm so I hope they put out a demo cloud version of this game on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was hoping they would so I could because, personally test it. Like just because. I, I, they have to for this kind of a game. Like I'm, I'm glad they did it with mm-hmm. Control. I'm glad they did it with. Uh, there's at least one or two other games that that take advantage of the cloud. Uh, yeah, I features. think Hitman was the. Uh, Is it Hitman? One. Yeah, that's right. So I it's like, so. yeah, you've got to put a demo out because you know what if people have like spotty internet or something like that, they have to test it for themselves before they commit to buying it. So I don't know. I I, I imagine they'll put out some kind of a demo or something. I would hope. <sighs> I don't think they will. I feel yeah, like Square Enix isn't the type of one to put it out with their bigger games you know i mean they well, know man in particular they, they, i know project triangle strategy yeah not just triangle strategy also dragon quest 11 also octopath also lost yeah. fear also okay. that's, a, that's a good point <laughs> i could go on and on <laughs> well maybe it, that's but just the point to make though is that it's for most of their japanese games that they've done yeah, their rpgs yeah, yeah. i mean technically thing, yeah. this is an rpg as well but it's not a japanese rpg so mm-hmm. it may yeah. be a totally different uh, landscape for it but i feel like out of all those games this is the one that most merits a demo for the exact reasons you were you guys were talking about uh, you need to be able to test this out uh, because it's great to see this come to switch in any form whatsoever because this looks like a game that wouldn't be able to run natively on the switch at all um, mm-hmm. but people need to be able to see and ensure that their internet can can withstand all that data all the the streaming that comes with the cloud version Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a visually very impressive game. There's yeah, one yeah. part of the visuals that bother me, but I won't say it because spoilers has because to do spoilers. with the villain. Yeah, it has to do with something they do, but it's like it's so visually impressive, you know. I mean, the trailers I've seen look stunning, even from that original ridiculously long gameplay deep dive that Mm -hmm. Square Enix did to reveal the game. No one asked for. No one asked for. Like, my enthusiasm for the game just (laughs) dropped off with every minute after six or seven minutes into it. It lasts like 20 minutes. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. But even then, you know, the visuals were great. The environments, the colors, everything looked looked stunning. So it's it's good to hear that that seems to persist throughout the whole experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, overall, yeah. this game thankfully turned out well. <laughs> it's awesome. if you love Guardians of the Galaxy, you'll love it. 
that's all I really have to say. If you don't love Guardians of the Galaxy, why are you listening? So <laughs> wow, yeah, honestly, yeah. get out of here. Uh, if you, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess hopefully there'll be some kind of an option for maybe we can get a guest on or something to talk about a cloud version of this game because I like I'm so desperate mm-hmm. to hear how it runs on the on the cloud emulation services. Uh, but that being said, check out Mark's review, and uh, you you also wrote the other pieces about. Uh, about yes. this game on the website, so right? I have a piece about if you want to read some comics either before or after you get into the game I have a piece about that and it talks about like the Annihilation comics and some other uh, suggestions that I had that you should probably read up on but uh, my other piece is about the post credits uh, don't, don't look at that one unless if you've played the game <laughs> there you go so yeah. for yeah, something for everybody. If you're if you're new and interested in Guardians, you can check out Mark's Primer. And if you have already played the game and you want to deep dive into the end stuff, then you can check out his other article. And if you're somewhere in the middle, you can read the review. It's great. We have something for everyone. Um, <laughs> let's take one more quick break. We're gonna come back. Hit first impressions with the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass. So the both of is it true that the both of you actually hold on wait we got to back up because we have to address something that we that we hilariously missed for the last ten minutes of uh, of us talking. There is in fact a demo of the cloud version of Guardians of the Galaxy on Switch, um, which uh, Campbell thought to look up right after we finished recording that last segment. <laughs> so uh, if you're listening to this and you're yelling at your podcast device of choice, we didn't know and now we know. So there you go. <laughs> uh, go maybe. Try. Uh, Go try it. Got it downloading right now on my. I was going to say, yeah, Campbell. Next, Campbell, I'm I'm assigning you a task. So next week, you got to report back. How how does the cloud version demo run? All right, I shall uh, prepare a detailed report on this. Topic. I would I would I would I want a bullet pointed detailed report. Thank you. PowerPoint, yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, power, PowerPoint, perfect for the podcast. Exactly. Um, but we were going to talk about in this little final segment here, uh, rather than an indie spotlight, we're going to talk about the uh, first impressions of the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, which both Campbell and Mark have been dipping into. Uh, where do we want to start with this, guys? You want to just talk about what we've been playing? You just want to talk, what do we want to, what's the, what's the best way to dive into this? Well, I want to say before I play it, this goes out to <clears throat> all my family plan leeches. Uh, <laughs> they now all have it. Because all I heard all day was Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, and Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. But Animal Crossing isn't even out yet. It's not. It comes out the 5th. But we'll talk about that one next week, probably. Yeah. That one will be good. (laughs) (laughs) The emulation for this is... um... I've heard it's bad. (laughs) Yes. You see, I want to start because... Mark, you haven't dipped into the Genesis games at all, right? I haven't. I've only played... I've played almost every single N64 game available. Now, that's the problem. Okay, that's the problem because you're missing out on the brilliance that is the Sega Genesis here. (laughs) Um, So I've actually not played that much on the N64 side, but I've played a lot of the Genesis games. And I've got to say, as much as we joke about how these Genesis games are available in 15 other ways on Switch and on other platforms... I don't think I've ever played a version of these games that play and feel as good as they do right now because the emulation is excellent across the board. I I had the Sega Genesis Classics Collection on Switch. It's how I played a lot of these games for the first time. And it's a 
decent collection, but there is significant lag on a lot of the faster-paced games. Like Sonic 2, Streets of Rage, Gunstar Heroes, those games are nearly unplayable on that collection because of the input lag, the delay that you have with that. Meanwhile, on Switch Online, they run flawlessly. They feel so solid and just tight to control. It's really a brilliant way to play through these games, and it's a wonderful selection. So I'll say that, you know, from that perspective, as somebody who already enjoys a lot of these Sega games, it's been been really great. Um, I've I've been enjoying my time with it thus far. I'm not so sure about the little bit I've dipped into the N64 side at this point. Yeah. Before we before we get to that, did you get to play uh, Castlevania Bloodlines? I did. Yeah. So good. It's fantastic. I know I know you love novels. We have a fantastic article on the site. I think Renan wrote it. Exactly. Sure no, Renan I read it. it the other day because yeah, I... about how it's a prequel or a sequel rather to Bram Stoker's um, original Dracula novel. <laughs> It's just so fascinating in the larger Castlevania series. I was reading that article the other day when I was putting together my own article about the best Sega Genesis games on Switch at this point. Um, Bloodlines is so cool, especially because Castlevania 4 on the Super Nintendo gets all the attention. But like Bloodlines is just mm-hmm. as good as that, in my opinion. Maybe a little, not quite as good perhaps, but it's on the same caliber generally. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Really good. And it's great I mean, every that, Castlevania yeah. is, you know great from that era they're, i mean they're just all fantastic yeah they are all great look maybe Except nes Quest. games aren't that great. i was gonna say simon's <laughs> no Quest. just the second yeah. just the second nes game isn't that great. i mean the first and second they're fine but they're nes games in my no, the first one i love the first one <laughs> i mean i play, i enjoyed it as much as i can enjoy a brutally unfair nes game these I'm days i'm guessing you didn't uh, beat dracula then <laughs> Maybe sounds not, like, but I knew like I'm not a sadomasochist. Okay, <laughs> sounds like Campbell's. I've not a beaten real it game. five times. <laughs> I really well, have. okay, Mark. It's not my fault that you hate yourself. Then I prefer sticking wow. with Castlevania Four, where things are more polished and pristine, and also the soundtrack is got here as it well. Is. I mean, it every is. Castlevania game has an incredible yeah. soundtrack as well. Uh, and again, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines is no exception as well. I believe it was composed by the same person who did the Symphony of the Night music. I uh, believe so. Yeah, so it's really. Really neat to listen to their work here on the Genesis before they went, you know, full throttle on the <laughs> Symphony of the Night soundtrack and had the full PlayStation um, sound capabilities at their disposal. It's just a really neat artifact, I suppose, to play through. That's not quite as well known as all the other um, all the other Castlevania games. games yeah. So it's nice. It was to have in it the uh, Castlevania Anniversary Collection. So exactly. I feel like a lot of Castlevania fans have probably played it by now, but mm-hmm. it's still great that it's on the online service because more people will get to play it yeah it means that people who log get the service for animal crossing or maybe for other genesis or n64 mm-hmm. games now get the chance to to try it out so that's that's wonderful and that holds true with a lot of other of these genesis and n64 games as well mm-hmm. and speaking of n64 yeah let's, um, we got to get into it we got this get into is it. this is interesting because some games Run buttery smooth. Love them. Star Fox 64 works fantastic. Yoshi's Story, fantastic. Mario 64, I think that one's even fantastic, even though we already have Mario 64. But beyond the point, now you have safe states, so now you don't have to kill yourself in TikTok clock a million times. But the I, I played Ocarina of Time. This has been a long time coming for the first time yesterday. Ooh. It <laughs> is inexperience (laughs) (laughs) i i have such i don't want to say i have mixed feelings on it because the game's good so far but um i think this emulation is questionable maybe sure (laughs) you know what um there's funny things about it that deserve to be questioned I remember you, you messaged us last night, Mark, being like, oh, the simulation's kind of off. And my first reaction was like, well, I mean, who knows how, how gracefully these games have aged. But then today, mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of people saying like, no, 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 the emulation is actually extremely bad for a lot of these games, particularly mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time. Well, so that's the you're... only one I've had trouble with. And I tried, which one did I not try? There was only one game I didn't, what is the list of games? What, what do we got Windback, Sin and Punishment, Mario 64, Mario Sin Kart, and Punishment. Mario that Tennis. was the one I didn't get to try. I was playing that just before the show started, and from that 10 minutes that I played, it ran fantastic. So that seems Mm -hmm. good at this point. So to me, Zelda is the only one that was having trouble. 
Mm-hmm. Because the frame rate was like going in places. The uh, there were some like graphical things that I started noticing, and I started looking it up, and I was like, okay, there are definitely some graphical issues in this game, this emulation. But like, what graphical issues did you notice? Though? <laughs> um, the big one is at the beginning. You're supposed to see like the Deku tree in the distance, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like mysterious and foggy and stuff, and it's just like doesn't look that way (laughs) 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 and then i i saw on twitter something horrifying which was like the graphics of the water oh i saw that as well like i i don't understand how this this is gonna sound ridiculous to anyone you know listening but like go look up a picture of a water comparison for ocarina of time and you will be like okay this is actually like kind of embarrassing well especially it's important to It's important to make the distinction uh, of what you're referring to, Mark, is that it's not just like, wow, the water looks bad. It's that the water looks bad compared to the N64 version. Four version, and compared, which is even and worse. Compared, compared to the uh, the Wii U virtual console version. And the well. original Wii virtual console version Right, that's well. what I'm talking about. Yeah, every, yeah. The Wii version, the Wii U version, the N64 version, every other version seems to look better than this. Yeah. And it especially hurts because that's the scene that we're talking about is one of the most iconic moments in, in, oh, yeah. in, in Ocarina of Time as well. So seeing that water look, it just looks like tile at this point. It's so bizarre yeah. to see. I wonder what happened to like straight up change the texture that way there has to be some effect that's not rendering well here's the thing i was expecting stuff like this to happen because i don't know if you guys remember this but when the super mario 3d all-stars um collection came out mario Mm. sunshine had these weird issues where it was like there was some stuff from the beta and like behind the scenes that you weren't supposed to see and also like a certain sound effect before you race um lpntissimo and do like the blooper race um, it was like the sound effect was like a sensor beep instead of the actual sound effect. There were like mm. weird emulation glitches. It wasn't anything like, you know, destructive to the game or a hindrance, but um, it, it was like small little noticeable stuff if you were a huge longtime fan of the game. But like, there are just some things about this emulation that feel so... I don't even want to say unfinished. Like, I don't even know what to call it. It's just like not as good as it should be especially since it's like it's, yeah. it's an n64 game like come on guys like you got yeah. mario 64 running perfectly <laughs> like how is this an issue yeah and it's funny at the end of the day like it sounds maybe petty is the wrong word but it's like you're not wrong mark i don't think like mm-hmm. these games are the only 20- thing that's an issue yeah. to me is the frame rate like i don't care about some of these graphical issues like seeing the deku tree in the distance like it's an n64 game come on guys look sure. how link looks it's sure. like come on you know that's Graphical not masterpieces yeah okay. it's right. just it's just it, it's weird it is it's just straight up weird that they'd release it in this state especially that there's one thing that's missing from all these emulations apparently which is the game pack which is in the back of the n64 controller so supposedly ghost data does not work in mario kart any longer oh i it saw just, that too yeah. it just I, doesn't work <laughs> yeah I, uh, I, I don't know i don't know i, I certainly don't know um yeah, it's pretty pretty strange that they would uh, release it in that state, like you just said. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how they respond to this like deluge of negative, you know, initial opinions. Um, I don't know, or if they even will. They probably <laughs> they probably this won't. is Nintendo. They're um, not going to respond. They didn't respond yeah. to all the negative feedback about the first round of nso right like every time they would re-upload that nintendo switch online trailer it would always get hit with thousands upon thousands of extra dislikes versus like a hundred likes and you know over two years of that happening i don't think they've really done anything to try and improve the service except for increase the price by 150 percent for additional games (laughs) oh yeah so i don't know um that said i i do I don't know, man. I, I have my N64 controllers in the mail. Um, I was going to ask you how those were. I'm sad you didn't I have them haven't, haven't. I don't have them yet. So once, once I have them, I'll, uh, you know, I'll report back. Or maybe I'll just hold on to them and resell them for hundreds of dollars. Who knows? Who knows what my <laughs> yeah, future will Do we want to talk about the uh, leaked, the game list? Sure. Let's pull up what we, how, how seriously are we taking this leak? 
Well, there's a few things about it that are noticeable. Number one, Sega Genesis, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is being labeled as the fifth emulation for mm -hmm. the Switch Online service, which, where's number four, is the big question. So we're, we're probably getting Game Boy soon. It's probably uh -huh. like a guarantee. Now, what if it's, but what if it's not Game Boy? What if it's Game Gear games? The That'd Sega Game Gear. I mean, honestly, that would be really <laughs> cool. It would also make a lot of people unhappy at the same time. So Campbell, maybe a I wouldn't Nintendo be surprised choice. if we got freaking Commodore 64. No, that <laughs> would also be cool from a game preservation standpoint, honestly. I mean, it wouldn't be as cool as Game Boy games. Those game Commodore 64 games aren't great, but anything <laughs> would be n nice to have added into the package at this point. Yeah, any freebies, bones that they could throw us would mm -hmm. be uh, nice for the price of this thing. Give us some ROMs, please. <laughs> I love how, supposedly, according to the leak, there's going to be, what is it, 52 Sega games and then 38 um, N64? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's something to that effect. But I love how they're, yeah, supposedly in the leak, Mario Party is being added. And that makes so me looking... so sad because next, you know, this Friday, we're about to get probably what will be the best Mario Party game since 7 because it's going back to the roots. And it's like, right. will anyone want to play these N64 versions? Right. Well, I mean, that's that's like kind of beside the point. Like, mm -hmm. there's only so... I mean, again, it's, it is worth remembering that, you guys, there are so few first-party Nintendo 64 games. On, right. yeah, on yeah, the N64. Yeah, yeah. There's so I just really, them. I want to see Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. I mean, I know That's we're not doing even Banjo first party, man. But I know, well, but, at the time it was, but... Yeah, but I mean, like, party, these, days, even, these days... Even DK64 and Diddy Kong Racing, like... Diddy Kong Racing is... I would love to see that. Like, that would rule. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. I you think know? it will. Why wouldn't yeah. it happen? Like got Banjo cause, and Smash, because because Nintendo, man. Like I mean, yeah, but they've gradually. It took them like a year and a half, but they got all three Donkey Kong Country games on uh, the Super Nintendo online system. So I'm sure uh, okay, they could continue okay. to bridge that gap. Get more. Yeah, rare I mean, games the only the only barrier is like a few rare characters being Banjo and Conker that were in that game. Mm -hmm. So there's honestly like nothing preventing it. And Donkey Kong 64 was on the uh, Wii U Virtual Console. And as we right, mentioned listen, before, I... it's so odd for the whole service to be called the Expansion Pack and not have the game that is most known for being tied to the, the, expansion. the expansion Pack <laughs> on the service. Yeah, listen, I, 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 guys, I agree with you. <laughs> it's like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I want to be optimistic, but, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I would, I don't know, I would be excited to see some of the weird, like, deep cut games. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. There's a, there's a great kind of a like a dark rpg there's a couple dark rpgs that would be uh really cool to see on the system i can't remember the names of them off the top of my head i'll do some research and and come back another time one that would be cool is i think ogre battle was one ogre battle would, that rule. would be really neat to ogre see Ogre battle 64 i actually bought that on my on my wii virtual Ooh. console back in the day now i've never played the game is it any good at all it's extremely obtuse and difficult it's good perfect but it's like if you're not prepared to like, all right, I got to learn a bunch of jargon and spend a lot of time not actually playing the game, but like reading what icons are, like be prepared to do that. Sounds like the um, definitive strategy game experience. Oh, man, it's very, very. Uh, does, does, let me just say, if you don't have a, a manual, you know, if there's not an option to have a manual, then it, it would be very hard to dive into. Um, I would love to see Harvest Moon 64. That was a great, yeah. great game. Yeah, forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, Beetle Adventure Racing. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of great games on the N64. It's just like not a lot of them are, you know, like outside of the, you know, the 10 or 15 games that everybody thinks about with the N64. I don't know. I, I just don't see a lot of these third-party hidden gems getting, <laughs> getting brought over, you know? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see it honestly it makes me wonder how how they're going to fill that, what was it, 38 games that are rumored to be coming to it? Like, I wonder how yeah, much they're going like to be that. able to fill that, considering that, like you just said, there's a handful of great first-party games and an even smaller handful of notable third-party games along with sure. it. I mean, I'd love to try out Quest 64 and see what all the mediocrity was about, for example. <laughs> the, the Final <laughs> Fantasy that never happened. That's a great, I would love that. Yeah, that would be awesome.
It's also worth yeah. noting that a lot of them, like over half this lineup, will probably be on Switch Online in like a month. Because what we still don't have Paper Mario, F Zero, Banjo Kazooie, Pokemon Snap. I like, think there's a, a lot I of think a, you know. I think a month is optimistic. I, I think feel like gonna, more like by the end of the year. I think they're gonna dole those out. Yeah, probably. Know. We'll probably by like the end of the year. We'll probably have like half the lineup already, or more than half. I I mightily disagree with you, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> like how far they announced all those games. Like how far are they gonna drip feed them? That's what I'm saying, dude. Like th- as long as it takes. The goal is to string people along until they're like 11 months in and be like, oh my god, we still don't have Majora's mm-hmm. Mask. And then they announce Majora's Mask like That's true. next no- next November. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you gotta subscribe yep. for another year. That's how it's gonna go, Mark. Come on. Mark my words. Mark my words. <laughs> Mark them. I don't know. Listen, again, I would love to be optimistic, but that's just a, mm-hmm. the way things have gone. Who knows? Also, I um, think we're just going to get Rareware stuff. Like, I think a lot of it is going to come to Switch because uh, during the sure. Wii U era... Jet Force Gemini. Like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, Jet Force Gemini and Banjo-Kazooie were listed for um, Wii U multiple times. I'd love to see, I'd love to to see Castlevania 64. Yeah, mm, yeah that yeah, I feel that like would... it will happen eventually. I mean, if we have Castlevania Bloodlines on the Sega side, there's no reason, yeah. as far as I can tell, that we wouldn't get the, you know, the somewhat controversial or mid-tier 3D <laughs> Castlevania game. If yeah, we can't have Symphony of the Night, yeah. <laughs> if we can't have Symphony of the Night, we might as well get the bone that N64 owners got back in the day. That would be, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to to get that. There's, there's, I don't know. There's stuff I would love to see, if only for like nostalgia purposes. Wave Race 64 would be cool. Um, there's a bunch of like just weird RPGs that I would love to dive into. There's one called the uh, what was it called Aiden Chronicles or something. There's like no idea in a, in a, an ambitious N64 RPG, and I don't think it did like very well. But I remember it was one of the only games of its type on the N64. Um, I'm just looking it up right now. Yeah, it's called Aiden Chronicles: The First Mage. Oh yeah, clearly like they were trying to set up like. This is going to be the big Nintendo RPG series. And then it just didn't do what they wanted it to do. Oh, a THQ game. Wow, THQ. You guys didn't even know about THQ. THQ? So I, don't know. I, mean, I know about <laughs> THQ Nordic these days. Mm-hmm. Biomutant? Right. <laughs> PTSD. Uh, PTSD. Uh, hybrid Heaven. That's what I'm thinking of. Hybrid <laughs> Heaven. Um, is it a Konami RPG? Oh, boy. Now I'm just looking at, like, N64 Hidden Gems. Uh, yeah, there's a game called Hybrid Heaven that was like kind of a. It was, I think it was an M-rated game. Yeah, it was M-rate. No, it was the, uh, T for T. I'm wrong. Never mind. Um, yeah, it was like kind of a weird RPG game published by Konami. I want to see Gex. Gex, you don't want to see Gex. Gex is bad. <laughs> I hate to say it. No, Gex let's 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 just do it. Just get it out of the way. That oh, and uh, what's the glove one? Glover? Glover. Is that what it's Glover. <laughs> yeah, give us Glover. Glover would rule. Bring me yeah. Glover, please. We also need Buck Bumble as well, just so we can oh have that God. glorious theme song on our Switch at all times. The theme song is an all-time, an all-timer for sure. So I don't know. Listen, I, I feel like I, I got off on a negative, uh, a negative rant here. I didn't mean to. Um, I do want to play these games. Once my N64 controllers come in the mail, I, I, I'm like legitimately excited to, to invite a buddy over and, and play some Mario Kart 64 and, and have mm-hmm. a great time. Uh, it's a shame about the emulation on Ocarina of Time. I I don't know. I, I hope that... I'm going to hold out hope that they have some kind of a fix or patch incoming. Even if they don't, like, announce it, you know? Like, maybe as the service becomes more widespread, they kind of, like, go on the back end and do some fixes. Who knows? Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I, well, the Genesis, I'll because I'm going to power do, yes. through the game. Yeah, I'm going to try and complete do. Ocarina of Time. Awesome. We're it's good so you. far. Yeah, it's, music is incredible. It's, the music's always incredible. incredible. Yeah. Always unbelievable yeah. soundtrack. Unbelievable soundtrack. So good. And uh, I love Ganondorf in that game. Is so uh, so spooky. <laughs> Back in the day, to be like, oh my god, who's this? I mean, there's so much, yeah, there's, so, there's so much. a lot of early um, cinematic direction in it. It's yeah. really interesting, especially yeah. with the opening with uh, Navi, how she's just like yeah. flying around. One of the all-time the great openings. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So good. 
yeah, so I don't know. There's there's a lot to look forward to, and uh, obviously, my, my I feel like my nostalgia is going to kick in pretty hard by, by the time I actually play these games and be like, oh wait, actually, I love this. Um, I am interested in the in the Genesis stuff. I don't have any nostalgia for Genesis whatsoever. Yeah, me neither. I mean, um, I was literally not alive when the Genesis was relevant and being developed for, but I still. Sure adore the system and love the games on the platform a lot of them have just aged fantastically and this this selection is a really great sampling of some of the best games that the system had had to offer so definitely i'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts if you do uh decide to dive into any of them like you know streets of rage or obviously sonic 2 uh especially gunstar heroes as well as a hidden gem that i think everybody yeah should have a crack at it's basically like contra but less brutal (laughs) that too uh just a a absolute masterpiece obviously flawed in nearly every possible respect but it's an experience unlike any other i love that so i don't know there's we'll we'll i'm sure as the as time goes on we will circle back to this expansion pass especially as they announce more games um Mm -hmm. coming down the pipe uh, and again, Mark, I would love to be surprised. And like, you know, next month they're like, all right, we've got DK64 and Majora's Mask. Like, let's go. Like, that would rule. I would love that for, for all of us. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my reservations in check because, you know, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be brought down. Yeah, I don't want to be disappointed. But in the end, I bought this thing for Animal Crossing. So Sure, yeah. sure. And that's the other <laughs> thing to keep in mind is is that like, yeah, of course, most most people you know <laughs> like odds are most people pick this up for animal crossing so you know at the end of the day good for them so everyone the the get day. yourselves seven friends and everyone do ten dollars in the pot and you got n64 genesis animal crossing online nes snes all for ten dollars a year personally <laughs> i good personally i would Pretty rather good. I'd rather pay fifty dollars and try and maintain seven friendships at once no. <laughs> oh no <laughs> too real too real um that's very funny uh all right anything else we got to kind of shout out here before we wrap it up banjo tui please Everybody, <laughs> even please though i have my uh please. in my living room i have the banjo kazooie machine as we call it the xbox one s <laughs> that's very funny oh man uh yeah listen there's a lot of there's a lot of gems out there uh, even if they're a little dusty, we would love to see them on Switch Online Expansion Pass. So, you know, keep your, keep keep uh, keep the faith, I guess, is, is, the, is the final word on the matter. Um, I've been your host, Cameron Daxon. You can find me over on Twitter. I'm at Action Daxon. And over on Goombastop, I'll have a, hopefully by the time you're hearing this, I'll have a review of Inscription, which is a, a game I played on Steam over the last week. And I absolutely loved it. What a great game. So keep an eye out for that on the website. And uh, Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Find me at the Markel. That, of course, is Mark with the C, Cal the K, on Goombastomp.com right now. You can find my review for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Very positive review, in case you weren't listening. Um, also got a piece about the comics that you should read. So if, if you want to hold off to play the game, maybe you're waiting for a sale or something, and you want to read a few comics online in the meantime... You should go ahead and read those. I also got a post-credit explanation. Uh, if you decided not to sit through the credits, because the credits is very long, uh, you could just go read up on that. And uh, yeah, I'll have Mario Party coverage next week. So look forward to that. Ooh, actually, I cannot wait to hear to hear that. That's going to be great. Uh, and Campbell, what about yourself? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercase CSG, and you can find all my games writing over at Goombastomp.com. My most recent articles include an indie game spotlight that went up last weekend, as well as a a list rounding up some of the very best Sega Genesis games you can play on the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack in case my impassioned pleas to play Streets of Rage 2 and Fantasy Star and all those other great Genesis games caught your attention. Give that list a read to see if maybe there's any games you want to start out with on this service. I love it. Um, great. And of course, NXpress is also on Twitter. We're at NXpress Nintendo, and we're on YouTube as well, the NXpress Nintendo Podcast, so make sure you you know like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And, we, of course, we're available to download on the podcast platform of your choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, all the hits. Uh, make sure you rate and review us. We could use it. It's always, always good for the show to get a little more engagement. So thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.